Hey guys, it's Marnie from the Ask Women podcast. Buying a car is a not so fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True Car certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor your savings. True Car certified dealers believe that truth and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle-free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Support the Ask Women podcast and shop at truecar.com. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast, uh-huh. a place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen. You know me, comedian. Uh, actor, confused human, of course, here with Marnie Kinris, best-selling author, uh, owner of the Wing Girl Method, and now, big title, a mom. Is that a big title? Because actually, that's been quite confusing for me. To well, be honest. I mean, Marnie, anyone can earn the, the title. But... Yeah, oh, exactly. I forgot the rules. I forgot the rules. I didn't know how it works. But yeah, I've, I, it's actually a, a title I've been struggling with, to be honest. Yeah, it's weird because when you hear mom, you just instantly think old. Yeah, but there's twenty-year-old moms, and not, not hot. Right, but it's Unless not. Like a it's hot not mom, always that the happens case. way later. No, it's you're like a hot mom. Well, that's Marnie's, true. Marnie's boob size has increased Has tripled. Dramatically. It's ridiculous. And it was already pretty large to begin with. Um, but before we talk about anything else, we have um, Jason Capital coming in with us. He's going to jump in um, a little bit into the show. You guys might remember him. He was on a while ago and has really good like flirting tips, things like that. Yeah. And also, he was able to turn Kristen on and make her very uncomfortable. No, he as well as Mo. Mo had a huge crush on him. Mo had more of a crush. I don't have a crush on him. Really? I, I Let's like see his... what happens to your body language when he walks into no, the room. No, no, no. I think he's good at bantering, but I genuinely... Genuinely, I'm not like, but I mean, I shouldn't like say he that. He could make out with you. He could get you to make out with him. No, he sure. couldn't. Yes, I think he could. No, I don't physically connect with him. But I, you- I, honestly, it's because he's not here, and I'll tell him this when he gets here. He wears too many bracelets. <laughs> Genuinely, really? you know what I've, what I've realized about um, doing podcasts with or doing any sort of like uh, dating expert things yeah. is all the guys that are pickup artists or whatever they call wear themselves a lot of wear bracelets. bracelets. Yeah, and rings. it's like a thing. And necklaces. I know they it's do not wear a lot of shit. It's a little bit of a turnoff. It's, it's too much. It's too much. It's like uh, look how deep and interesting I am. It's not my thing either, but I would make out with each and every one of them. Well, good. I totally would. I feel like he could get uh, he could make out with you. Take off the bracelets. Maybe I think about it. Fine. Um, I'll advise him to do so. <laughs> but, I should text him right now and just say come in with no bracelets <laughs> and let's see what happens. All right. Before we get well, started well, with the show, hold on. And then we also have Tammy Mack <gasps> coming oh, yes, in, okay. who she's an actress, but she has an awesome one woman show called Bag Lady, and it's all about her exes. So I'm sure she'll have some funny stories. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we get started with our show. 
show. Uh, let's get started with a wing girl minute. It actually is going to be a wing girl 10 seconds because a phone number does not guarantee success. This one goes hand in hand with another tip I've given before in the past. and We've talked about many times on the show. Uh, it's easier for a woman to hand out her phone number than reject you straight to your face. So again, a phone number does not guarantee a success. It just guarantees a way to contact her and also a way for her to flake on you and ignore you. And that is this week's Wing Girl Minute. I'm the latter part of that minute. Uh, really? The the flaking. The flaking. For sure. Well, for, well, most women are. I will be honest. I would say like for every 10, nu- ten, ten numbers that a woman gives out, like not like individual numbers, I'm <laughs> saying like <laughs> number one, guys, number seven. Exactly. There's a, you know, there isn't really a huge possibility she's going to respond to you. Yeah. I mean, it really is a much easier way to um, get someone to kind of just leave you alone yeah. without being rude. But what would you suggest how would men read that? Like, how do they know when it's going to equal success and how do they know when it's just Because they have to pay attention to me. the interaction before and after the phone number is given, okay? So if you're bantering with a girl, but you're not really connecting, you're in your head, she's not really getting your jokes, she's giving you one-word responses, she's looking around for an exit strategy, and then you're like, oh, can I have your number? And she's like, oh, sure. And she's, like, not very enthusiastic about giving it to you. And then very clear that once she gives it to you, she wants to get the hell away. Most likely, you're not going to get a response. Right, and also, I think guys should know as well. I feel like I don't want to make this just like a rejection episode. But if if you Let's say make a rejection episode, <laughs> yes, I could make every show a yeah, exactly uh, episode. I have so much experience with it. Yeah. If a girl gives you, if you say, "Can I have your phone number?" and a girl gives you her email address, excuse me, my, my voice is cracked. If she gives you her email and or says, "Oh, just hit me up on Facebook," oh, that means rejection. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is, again, not a success once you get a phone number. A success is actually getting on the date with a person that you like. So not just getting on a date with any girl because she'll say yes to you, but getting a yes. God, your microphone is falling apart. What did you do to it? I don't know. She's breaking shit. But I'm we get back it. into no, the I studio. God, you're the only one that breaks microphones. Really? It's because I'm a rock star. Exactly. And I just drop Start shit. throwing shit on the windows. The Do thing it. is, is because I always try to get it in a comfortable position. I'll come in there and fix that later. By the way, are you wearing a bracelet I see there? No. No, yeah. This is, these are head, uh, rubber bands for my hair. Sure. Okay. I okay. mean, girls can wear as many bracelets as they want. They're still, I mean, eight means a bitch. Live but live, you know. Exactly, exactly. I bracelets, I could too. Look at Jason Cat. No, I don't now believe in that live and let live saying, shit. What room are you in? 345? I, do people not read instructions? Jesus. Okay. See, and and my yeah. text is and my text is not going through to him, so I don't even know. We're calling him on the phone. Should I call him on the show right now? <laughs> I don't even know how to call him because my text won't go through to him. I'm not sure what to do. Art, tell me what to do. We're kind of all three of us locked right here. We can't move. Well, I am calling him right now. You and you're going to be on speaker. I'm going to tell him. He should pay more attention to instructions before he comes to a show. Jason Capital getting house or a mommy brain Going woman should not be sending information because maybe I screwed him up. He's acting like Jason Lowercase right now. Yeah, exactly. He better <laughs> not have braces or that guy is fucked when he gets into the <laughs> studio. Now he's not even answering. Are you sure he wants Jeez. to? He can't lift his arm with all the bracelets. He's probably back in Santa Monica still, just like totally messing up, messing with us. Jesus. I'd rather have David Weigel at this point. Hi. You're on the air right now. We're in 295. Get your ass in the studio. I'm on my way. <laughs> we're starting at negative five right now. Yeah, exactly. 
so not turned on by that. But okay, so let's let's talk about something. And I want I want Jason's opinion when he gets into here uh, gets in here as well. Um, okay, so as the listeners know, you know we don't always record these live because there are things that are happening in our lives that may uh, entail uh, or require us to take some time off, like having a person and raising a human being. So we've we've you know we've had doubled up on our episodes. Um, so some of the stuff we talk about may not be completely in sync with what's actually going on. But while we were on hiatus, um, there were some Let's shootings. be truthful. We're really just not up to date on the world around us. Right, exactly. So I want to We're talk- just reading about this now. I was like, let's talk about the war in Iraq. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but so- 9-11. The, the sh- 9-11, exactly. A horrible situation. Um, but okay, so the, the shootings that happened in Santa Barbara, um, I'm not sure if people really know very much about the situation. I, I would assume they do because it was all over the media. Uh, but there were shootings that happened in Santa Barbara at a college up there um, by a a kid, really, um, who was very angry about being rejected by women. He was on websites like PUAHate.com, which has now been taken off uh, offline oh. because, because all this banter. It's, it's like all these guys is grew it up in P- one U- space. Is PUA hate meaning pick I up hate artists pickup hate. artists? Mm-hmm. So they okay. go on there. They bash pickup artists. They bash women. They really just talk about their rejection. And when you go into a forum where everybody's talking about like how horrible women are or how hard it is, it just feeds into what you actually believe rather than having like some positive voice who's like, okay, you may believe this now, but here's a positive way to get a better result with women. So this guy was on these forums. He was, you know, he would go on and he would, uh, you know, have long rants about how women reject him. I saw his video online. Did you watch that oh, video yeah, of him? Yeah. It, it was very disturbing. I felt like I couldn't stop watching it. You know, when you see, I don't know what they're called, but when you see the black and white thing, that's like a circle and it just keeps spinning. Yeah. That's what I felt like I was getting sucked into like this vortex. Yeah. Really, that's what I felt like too. Yeah. Like the ha ha ha. Everybody yeah, would laugh yeah, in there. Yeah. It was very weird. So there's something obviously like, you know, it's not just him going on and ranting. There's obviously something that's a further level of, you know, off just, yeah. and he's very disturbed. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to, to get your opinion on sort of like what you thought about this, because for the people people that are listening, you know, obviously we're freaking funny and this is a very entertaining show, but the purpose of this show is to educate you on women and what happened with him, um, you know, a lot of people who are listening could be on the verge of, of having that attitude towards women and becoming that angry towards right. them. So what's your opinion? Well, the first thing I thought when I saw his rant, his final rant about killing people um, and how much he deserved women and how his life was ruined by all these other people having fun in this weird, small, tiny way. I semi related because, um, from struggling with depression for a very long time, I always looked at everyone else as like, look at them enjoying their life and look at them having fun and look at them with friends as I stood in the background and watched. And I deserve to have that too. Right. Like what, what, did I do wrong? Nothing. I'm better than these people. Right. I deserve it more than they do. Um, which I still believe, by the way. Obviously. I'm amazing. Um, and I just thought, because I've come through that and I've gotten to the other side, I'm now in my, I'm 31. And <laughs> I was <laughs> really honest. trying to hold off Let's on that. Let's be honest. Just happened. Um, that I've gotten to the other side. And so all I kept thinking was, I wish, Obviously, aside from his like mental problems, I wish that he had the foresight to know that things don't stay the way they are in the moment. They may feel like they'll last a lifetime, but before you know it, you'll be on the other side. And I remember my mom said that to me. I was about 20 years old, and I was tr- struggling with eating. I had gained like weight in college, and I was obsessed with food, right. and I couldn't eat peacefully. And I, rem- and I said to my mom, 
I was like sobbing and so upset. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to go the rest of my life like this. And she basically said, you don't know it now, but you're not, this is not always going to exist for you. Like you will come through this and there's another side. And I didn't believe her at the time. And then once I got through it, it was like, oh, looking back on it, I didn't, I didn't have the maturity to know. So that's one thing that I wish he could just realize he was like 19 years old or 20, 20, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Um, and that, there's more beyond the horizon. However, in his case, because he was so bizarre and he was like, why don't you women like me? It's like, well, don't refer to women as you women. Exactly. Like I refer to some crowds when I do stand up as like you people, right. which I understand people who love Seinfeld understand, but like the audience doesn't understand. So um, he clearly wasn't connecting. He was talking at if he was talking to women, he was talking at them. Right. And it was creepy and weird, and he had a very strange vibe. You're not, obviously not going to get anywhere with yeah. women. And well, then- but I, I want to talk more about what you were saying with like the eating stuff, because it, it totally ties into this. Um, and it's a really good chapter for the a chapter in the man's playbook. playbook. Are you horny to win? I'm, I'm falling apart today. Uh, are you horny to win? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm horny to win for to sure. Lose. Oh, apparently this is going to be gross for people who are listening, but I've been given the go ahead to have sex. Oh, by the doctor. Yes, by the doctor. She's like, your vagina is great. Get on it. You're so, like at the starting line. Yeah, and they so just this weekend, watch out, husband. <laughs> I'm going to sex you up. Anyway, so what I want to talk about for uh, the chapter in the man's playbook today is about everything you just said about like, don't worry, it'll be great once you get to the other side, but about working to get to the other side. Right. And it took me a lot of work. Yeah. So like the thing is, it's like, you can't just sit and do the same thing and think, oh, well, in six years, this is going to go away naturally because that will just happen with time. It actually takes work. So like, can you talk to me a bit more about not the work specifically that you did, but what made you realize you actually had to do work? Oh, here's Jason. Scarf. Scarf today. Wearing a scarf. How's that? Oh no. Okay. Three bright, four bracelets. No, one bracelet. Oh, yeah, three bracelets and a scarf. If you took off the scarf, I wouldn't even see the bracelets at this point. <laughs> or if you keep it, I don't know. <laughs> we were just bashing you before you got in. We're confused. Because okay. I, I was saying that she would totally make out with you, and she said you wear too many bracelets. <laughs> to be made out with? Yes. That, they're not, they're not gonna get it's like a pickup artist yeah. thing. You guys like identify yourselves with lots of bracelets. I don't know. So do like weird yogi spiritual people. Right. Like people in like Ohio. Or like, like right, people who are into like me- hair metal still or something. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm too young to understand. <laughs> I think that. you <laughs> are. So we're talking about to like like get a little bit somber for a second. We're talking about the California, the Santa Barbara shootings, mm. uh, and the guy who did you the shootings. Because we were talking about you know how he felt that women owed it to him to be with him. He was talking at women, but then Kristen was telling a story about herself with the way that she used to eat in the past and that her mom said to her don't worry like it feels really horrible right now how mm-hmm. you're eating you're not gonna have to do this for the rest of your life it'll be it'll be better once you get to the other side and then we were talking about the work that you actually have to do from get to point from a to z to mm-hmm. be at that point where you're like oh i can't believe that i was like this and actually you're the perfect person to talk about that mm-hmm. i was going to direct the question towards Kristen, but now i'm going to direct it towards Damn you me. what is the work Sorry, for i know seriously she's like breaking she's the microphone to kick your ass she's like, you right wear now. a scarf in here <laughs> i'm gonna kick your ass it's national scarf day is it yes i was just explaining no, this to the so woman it's at national asshole yes. day both 
Oh, so you were chit-chatting in the house. <laughs> That's same. why you were late. You were picking up girls. I apologize. Well, she was just my type, 67 with short hair. 67 years old with short hair. Are you talking Hot. about me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I want to hear your opinion. Like, mm-hmm. what is, for the the guys who are listening, I'm not saying who are on the verge of going and, like, shooting up people, which hopefully nobody is on the verge of doing yeah, that who's listening. don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. But what what is the bright light at the end of the tunnel? Like, what's the advice that you would give to guys who are like, no, women are horrible. I should be that guy with them. Other guys are douchebags. Mm-hmm. I'm a failure. What do I do? Well, the the thing with what happened, and, and I've tried to pay some attention to it, but kind of it's like looking at it kind of freaks me out. So I yeah. try not to because it scares me, and I don't know if it scares you that like. Oh, I checked the, to see if he was on my blog. Yeah, so and if I. I got emails, he wasn't. I, fortunately no, neither. For me. I have another stalker though. But anyway, okay, that's a different situation. <laughs> but but yeah, okay, yeah. So that that kind of freaked me out. The thing with with that, and that I would tell any guy listening who is like harboring some anger against women right now, is that like that person did not take any responsibility for the results of their life. Like right. they blamed everything on everyone else. People who are like, uh, you know, things should be this way. Girls should want me just because I'm a guy and I showed up like people who believe Stay that kind of mic. shit. I apologize. People who, who, <laughs> who believe that kind of shit, like yeah. one, it, obviously it makes me angry, but like you, if, if you're listening to this right now and you are angry that you think women should like you for, for no other reason than the fact that you showed up, you should look at this as, Oh shit. I have an opportunity now to actually make something of myself. I can start taking responsibility for the results of my life right now for the first time ever. And what's great about taking responsibility for your life is that now you finally have some control over the results of your life. And it doesn't take that long. Like if you're angry right now, you just put in a couple months work on working on your ability to communicate with women because the way women communicate is different than how men communicate. Just learn it, get really good at it. It'll only take you a couple months. You will be able to have- It actually will take a couple of months to reinforce that. Sure, it's not going to happen overnight, but you will you will start seeing results the minute you decide that you're going to start changing something here. And within a couple, within a couple months, you're going to be more attractive to women than 99% of guys out there. Absolutely. And then you're going to be able to have your pick. So get over the little angry stuff. Get over the little entitlement attitude. Drop that shit and start making some real shit happen in your life. So what's the new sentence that you tell to yourself? Like, What does taking responsibility actually mean? It, well, it, it means that every outcome in your life, you have to understand that you were the cause of that. A lot of people, they either live at the cause of their lives or they live at the effect. Mm -hmm. And the people who live at the effect, they blame everyone for everything. Nothing's ever their responsibility. Nothing's ever their fault. Everything is happening to them. But people who live at the cause, they're being proactive. They're making shit happen in their life. They understand every good thing that's happened in my life or every bad thing that's happened in my life was because of something I did. I caused it. But when you, when you take responsibility like that, that's that's powerful. Now all of a sudden you can look at your life and sure, all the bad shit that's happened in your life was your fault, but now all the success that you're about to experience is also your fault. Absolutely. Success becomes your fault. Yeah. A really good sentence to remember, and I, I try and tweak it constantly, is he made me feel like, or she made me mm-hmm. feel like, nobody made you feel anyway. You made you feel. And I find myself tripping over that sentence constantly. Mm-hmm. And I'll always readjust myself. And when I do, it does slightly empower me. Because I'm like, okay, wait a second. This was this was on me, which means I can alter it in some way. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that they're powerless. Um, like that guy, even though he thought he was powerful because he took situations into his own hands, mm-hmm. he was the most powerless person in the entire world because that's the way that he had to get results. And I think he actually said something like that in his final video. I think he said something like, I will show you who has the power. Yeah. Final power, something like that. No. Oh my God. I I, I watched it twice. I probably can't. Did you? Yeah, it freaked me out. I started crying. It's very strange. Emotional right now. I had a baby. Yeah. (laughs) I'm allowed to be that way. But yeah, okay. But I love what you said taking responsibility. So, first step is taking Mm -hmm. responsibility. Second step is going to get one of Jason's products by going to winggirlmethod.com slash Jason C to learn how to talk to women and to understand a little bit more about yourself. 
and women as well. Because like that's that's like what you guys of course from absolutely programs, yeah. which is fantastic. But taking yeah. responsibility. So I think that that perfectly wraps up this week's chapter in the man's playbook. And uh, before we go to a break for um, our guest Tammy Mac, I just want to do a quick art Tinderella story. Da, 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 da. Thank you. <laughs> you got like your fairy. Yeah. Stick this right up your butt. <laughs> so this um, story, I'll summarize. It's not that long. But basically, this guy had a Tinder date. It started out going really well. They drank wine, watched a movie, and had sex. For me, that's like a totally like bad date. <laughs> um, but then he said things went a little downhill. They um, laid in his bed, and she looked like she was about to black out. Um, she eventually puked in his bed oh, no. all over the sheets and all over <sighs> herself. So he brought her into the shower and basically was like drowning her because she like, couldn't move. <laughs> he was like running the shower on her and he said she was just like, l- like limp and laying limp there. and like sitting there. Um, and he couldn't change the sheets. This guy obviously super not dateable because he didn't have another pair of sheets. Ugh in his apartment um but he said so he brought her back in and they like laid on his mattress essentially um and again and no no but she emotionally puked because she said um she said uh let's see uh that she wasn't born with a womb what oh my god yeah and started crying and so anyway then they slept all night uh on the bed and then he woke up made her breakfast and then she went home the end but like the good thing is no pregnancy scare <laughs> that's gonna make, i would be like awesome yeah. she said that. that's gonna make an amazing story a year from now when they get married and everyone's like so how did you guys meet what was that first day and why like? don't yeah, you exactly. have kids <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god that's why are you disgusting. adopting okay note to all the guys who are listening have two pairs of sheets yeah it's disgusting if you only have one pair yeah. i don't really know why it's disgusting well, but because, sort of I mean, sheets do get dirty and you sweat. But uh, anyway, in the second half of the show, we will have Tammy Mack. Oh, and cut off by Chris. So she's got gonna, a wand and she's like <laughs> taking control of the show. Head. You're going to take a break. <laughs> and exactly. We'll be right back. Yay. Hey, it's Marnie. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC.com can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's freaking frustrating, right? Well, opening infected small attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. I promise you. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Go there now. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Of course I'm going to. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. We are here with, we're just getting a story from Tammy Mack, our guest, about 
stepped to the mic and how it meant something that we didn't expect when she was 15. You know what's funny is that I, when I was like in eighth grade, these guys were messing around with me and they were like, do you want a cookie? And I'm like, sure, I want a cookie. Of course. Uh-uh. But then it meant Why, like, what does that mean? But then it meant like vagina. And I'm like, like I'm supposed to know that that means vagina. Well, that's not the way they're supposed to say it. Do you cookie want a cookie? Well, cookie well, like does coochie, mean coochie, and they kept saying cookie, coochie, cookie. No, I know cookie I means know. vagina. But that's the wrong way to. Say. You, you want a cookie means do you want a Chips Ahoy cookie? Why are they offering you? They're like, do you yeah, want? Exactly. They have. Well, they're yeah. like, do you want to eat a cookie? They didn't have any actual cookies. I'm like, yeah, I'd eat a cookie. Chocolate chip. Oh, eat a cookie. That's different. Then I get right. Exactly. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, Tammy, tell us about yourself. I know that you have a show called Bag Lady. You have a radio show. I want to hear about you and uh, your history with men. Oh, God. Don't we all have a history with men? Yes. Jason, you have a Luckily, mine is very short. That is for another episode. What's your mind? No, gosh. Well, I just finished a one-woman show called Bag Lady. And the the show is about relationships. How you how you 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 have these bags that you continue to carry throughout your life yeah. because they're bags from previous relationships that you've had. And so you some some man does something to you, and you carry that into the next relationship, and then he does something to you, and then you carry that. So you got into a lot of bags. It's bags. Yeah. yeah. So it's called Bag Lady, and it's actually um, like it's a personal story of mine. So all of the stories are true. And it takes you from the beginning of how you picked up the first bag, which is usually when you're a child, right. somewhere along the way. And then, and, and then the story goes on to tell you how you eventually drop the bag. So I, well, that's I interesting. Yeah, so I, I see want a hear- wedding ring. Ah, so yes. the bags that's have a worked bag out. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bag that you want. Yes, sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Right. Well, but tell me about like dropping the bags. Is that that's an, that's the interesting part for me? Is that you were able to drop all of these bags? So everything that you bring to your next relationship every single time, how were you actually able to drop all those bags to you know get the prize of marrying somebody? Yeah. Um, well, I don't think the prize is marrying somebody though. I don't like when we were doing the show. My director was like, "Well, you're married now, so maybe your husband can be in the background." At the end of the show, and I was like, "How cheesy this can is my we, show? How cheesy yeah. can we be? And why do I want my husband? Yeah. He'll be pulling the car up to <laughs> right. the door. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, the prize is not the man. The prize is being okay with yourself, no matter whether you have a man or don't have a man. That's the prize, mm-hmm. and it's figuring out what your value is, what your self worth is, what you're willing to take and not take. I was a woman, like I'm from the hood, y'all. So. <laughs> I love drug dealers. That was my thing. Oh. My men were all drug dealers. Like, I was cooking crack in the house. No I way. Was bagging. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was bagging stuff We had very up. similar upbringings. <laughs> <laughs> we did on Sundays. I, really that. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, I really like drug dealers. Too. Yeah. yeah. For different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was bagging that stuff up. If you weren't a drug dealer, I didn't have time for you. Because, really? see, drug dealers are the stars of the hood. They it's are like, the you star- have a job at Merrill Lynch. I'm not talking to you. No, no, no. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Merrill Lynch. What is that? I don't know that. I love that. It's Cross Streets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's corporate drug dealing. Yeah, exactly. Um, But but yeah, so it's like drug dealers and pimps are the celebrities in the hood. So you're either going to be a prostitute with a pimp or you're going to be the the girlfriend of a drug dealer. Right. So I chose the latter. Um, Is that a good choice? I don't want to be a prostitute. Right. So great choice. Cooking crack in the kitchen. It looks fun. 
let's face it, aren't we all prostitutes in a way? We just exactly. give our bodies away to these random men <laughs> yes. that we end up not being with. Exactly. It's like, what did I get out of that? Prostitutes are on the well, something. Yeah, you see yeah. how it makes sense to ask for some money. You're like, <laughs> right. I'm doing you know, it. I might as well. It yes. only makes give sense. Give me literally. <laughs> what do I get out of this? Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I think it's because you feel like these are people who are riding around in, in, in fancy cars and they're buying you Louis Vuitton, they're buying you Gucci and all of this fancy stuff, and you don't really have to do anything for it. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's also when you grow up in a certain atmosphere or environment, there's only one thing you see. So you don't know that there's another world out there. You don't know what your capabilities are, what your possibilities are. You just don't know because you don't get to see it. Right. So if I'm thinking all my life I want to be an actress, but then I'm looking on TV and all I see are white women, why do I feel like that's an opportunity that's available to me? Right. right. It's it's just not. So, you know, I'll I'll go the latter way. I'll go, you know, to the streets. And that's kind of what my thing was. Even when I was in college, I was dating drug dealers. So right. I was in college like I think I'm a stick to what I know. <laughs> right. right. Well, I mean, I, I can relate in the sense that like where I'm from, I'm from like the middle of nowhere. No one does anything but become either like a teacher or a stay at home mom. And no one, I, I'm from upstate New York. It's miles, you know, it's obviously 3000 miles from LA, but no one leaves and does anything different. So for me, like just leaving was like, oh my God. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like a shock, and you have to really be ballsy to be able to take that step because no one before you had done it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. it's like if you're growing you up see. in Detroit, then uh, the only thing available to you that you see right. are you know generations of parents right. working for the car right. company, right. you know the right. automobile industry. Yeah. So. Are you from Detroit? I'm from Houston, Texas. Okay. Well, before at the beginning part of the show, we were talking about the Santa Barbara shootings. I know we're like a little bit delayed in talking about hot news topics, uh-huh. but you know we haven't been on the show for a while. We talk about them when they're cold. Yeah, exactly. Nice and, <laughs> when nice and everybody's chill. done with them, that's when we pick them up. Yeah, everybody loves talking. cold pizza. Exactly. <laughs> no, but we were talking about like, you know, the the, the the long and the short of the story is to take responsibility, that this guy hadn't take, taken responsibility. He was blaming everybody else. And it sounds like, you know, that's very much in line with what you're talking about. It's about taking responsibility for your choices, for your options, for the life that you want to lead. So it sounds like that's what dropping the bags actually means. Absolutely. That's exactly what it means. It means saying that this is the choice that I made. I own up to it. I take responsibility for it and I forgive myself for it. That's That's the the hardest part. part. The hardest part is forgiving yourself because we hold on to guilt our whole lives. My mother still holds on to guilt from times that maybe she made a wrong choice in raising me. Oh, I'm sure. And it's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sorry. I, I made you wear those shoes. Like, I don't even. I'm done with that. I'm good now. <laughs> right. You know, like, right. like through that already. Is this like an insult? Like, am I not doing well? Do you not like my yeah. bad? Exactly. So, is there something else you want to focus on? But so, so you, you have to forgive yourself. Absolutely. And, and you have to be like, all right, I did it. It's done. Move on. Let's learn from whatever it was and 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 make a better choice. So, what helped you get to that place? Because it sounds like you were continuously collecting bags. So, what what suddenly made you want to drop the bag? <sighs> I don't know. Let me see. What made me want to drop the bags, Jason? They were heavy. <laughs> they were they were yeah. getting a little heavy. Yeah, I'm sure. They were getting a little heavy. And it is it's I mean, sometimes you do look at yourself and you go, This is just ridiculous. I think what happens and it's so simple, Marnie. It's so simple. What happens is you get tired. 
You just get tired. Right. It's, and it's like being with one man all your life who does you wrong in whatever way he does you wrong. But you continue to stay for whatever reason you stay. And when a woman makes up her mind to leave, it's so done that there's nothing that the man can do to, right. to regain whatever that is that had her heart in the first place. And I think that's what happened. I think what happened is I just got tired. You know, I'm just looking at it like, look at my, look at this mess I've made. It's such a huge mess. It's a lot of bags. Right. Yeah. And it becomes heavy. Harder to. Three bags from Trader Joe's, heavy. Don't like (laughs) it. It's harder to continue on that path than it is to have to figure out how to get on the other path. Like that becomes the easier route is the path unknown when you're so tired from what you've been doing all along. Right. It, that That's true. Mm-hmm. But also it's very scary to go a different route when you've been doing what you know for so long. And so you have to kind of convince yourself that you want something different. Right. You have to literally say, you know what? I want something different. Let me just try it and see how it works. Well, but sometimes what happens, I've noticed what happens with my clients and with myself, is that you get into a situation that could potentially be different, but you still twist it so that it ultimately becomes the same pattern as you were happening before. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, it's like it's your responsibility. You're you're altering whatever relationship could potentially be fantastic and totally different and putting it back to the old ways. So I want to ask you about, because this this show is mainly for men, women listen to it too, but what could, like let's say you were to date a man that was totally different from anybody else that you've ever dated before, but you still have that label on him as a man and he could potentially do all these things to you, plus you got your huge freaking bags with you. So no matter what, he's going to end up being that same same guy that you've been dating over and over again and you're going to leave the exact same way what could we advise to guys to do if they do start dating a woman who's like awesome and wonderful but has some bags to her and they can see that the woman is doing this to them that she's either seeing them the wrong way or sort of sending herself down a path of doom that could potentially ruin the relationship what is something that a man can do to help this woman stop herself from going down that well, path? two things a man can do one is embrace her bags the other is leave her. Yeah. And it sounds harsh, but that's really the only time. Like something is like being on drugs. You have to hit rock bottom in order to come back up and, and, and really want something different. And so you have to, if you know, obviously you know that you've chosen someone different, but because of the bags you drag, you've labeled him the same man as yeah. before. But if, if you see him as different in the initial stages and you honestly feel that way, then you know when he leaves you that you've made a mistake and maybe right. you need to seek help. Because there's nothing somebody else can do for you to change your mind, to change your perspective. That's why it's called your mind, your perspective. Yeah. You know, self-esteem, that's your esteem. It's yeah. no, nobody can lower your self-esteem. Right. It's called self-esteem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to own it. No, but that's really interesting how, how you just phrase that because a lot of the guys that write into me, I'm sure, you know, Jason has the same thing. And even for our show, they write in about these women that are, you know, damaged, damaged. In, in the man's mind and they keep trying to help over and over and over again. They're like, what well, else can that, I do and, to and help that, her? That's the problem because every time she's run that, had that bag or she ran that pattern because it's just a pattern that she's yeah. running over and over again with the same guy is every guy in the past, I can almost guarantee, has done that where he's been like, what can I do? How can I help her? What more can I do? And the answer there isn't to do more. It's to just back up. Mm-hmm. You know, either, Because every other guy has done that. So you need to change the pattern. You need to back up. You need to give her space and let her realize, oh, shit, if I keep running this pattern, I'm going to lose this guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm a big believer in takeaway selling. So when she yeah. said, like, just back up, that, that's exactly what I do. I'm dating a girl right now who has this pattern wherever anything goes wrong with us, maybe I make some asshole comment by accident. 
happens who, who, sometimes. Why right? would you do that? Why would I ever? It's shocking, right? It just comes out. But if I ever do that, her response is to just run. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, I'm sleeping at my mom's tonight. And she'll try and take off. And I'm, I back up. Five minutes later, she comes back. And she came to the conclusion herself that, oh, shit, this is what I've done with every other guy. And I don't want to lose this guy. So I'm going to stay here. We're going to talk about this. And I love that. Yeah. It's funny. I have the same situation with my husband, fight or flight. You can either be a fighter or you're mm-hmm. a flighter. Is that, or a, fl- a flightier? <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. A pilot. But yeah, a pilot, exactly. <laughs> but, but my husband is a flighter or whatever the hell it's called and I'm a fighter and so you know I would continuously fight with him when he was trying to flight and it would freak him out and he would get angrier and angrier and then I learned after like year six (laughs) to just back off and let him be and it's totally changed the way that we have arguments because we don't allow it to escalate to that level the escalation started because I would try to fight against his flight he was just uncomfortable and needed a moment and I wasn't allowing him to have that as a human Mm -hmm. being so I love what both of you have just said that's true like change the behavior or or leave Absolutely. That's the best solution. I love that. Um, I have a whole bunch of an- overanalyzed this questions. Are you guys ready yes. for overanalyzed this? It's a segment that we do where people send us in questions and we yeah, we over-analyze used to call it, it analyze this, but we realized we overanalyze it. <laughs> so we've, re- we, we've relabeled it. And um, again, this whole baby brain, we may have done some of these before. So stop me. If you've heard it before, probably like the sixth time that we've answered some of these questions. Okay. I love your podcast. Uh, they stop believing in us when we have a different answer each time we do. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait a second. You said something totally different last time. Uh, but I am insanely frustrated because, oh, you contradict yourself constantly. Me? You claim. Oh. No, I'm just saying. Like, you just said you that. Just said that's, that. Oh, oh, that's funny. But because you contradict, uh, contradict yourselves constantly. You claim women want the nice George Costanza type guy who just wants to hang out and makes you feel at home. Yet you also claim the same guy is wimpy and in the friend zone. So which is it? Uh, thank you, no, Lee from New York City. Difference. There's a difference. Because you cannot, you don't have to be in the friend zone to have a good uh, chemistry and a f- easygoing chemistry with somebody that you're dating. In my personal experience, <laughs> I, I have this. Just I have people say, like, can you stop mentioning Seinfeld? I have an obsession with Seinfeld. I do it's, too. Okay, good. It's good. There's so not I, an episode I haven't seen. Love it. <laughs> we could be here all day long. We will just be citing lines. <laughs> um, but basically, I always just kind of say, you know, I'd rather date a George Costanza than this like Brad Pitt who thinks he's the you know head honcho of everything. Uh-huh. And so I think people get a little bit confused. And it's not that I want to date George Costanza, a balding man with no job. I'm not saying that. Well, Wimp, but just notice exactly. Just right. Stand up for him. Right. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is that he can um, be self-deprecating. He's down to, down to earth to an extent. You know, he's a little bit narcissistic, even though he shouldn't be. But it's it becomes more of a... I don't know. I, I really actually don't know how to explain She's it. got a wand in her hand. She's like, I have no fucking clue. I'm not going to contradict myself again. So here's the thing. There's a big difference between being a nice guy and a wimp. Everybody, Every woman I know wants to be with a nice man, but they don't want a man they can walk all over, they can treat like shit, a guy who doesn't stand up for himself, himself state his opinions, a man who puts them on a pedestal instantly because they have a pretty smile. That That's not who we want to be with. We want men who make us feel excitement as well as comfortable, who can be vulnerable as well as comfortable in their own skin and owning the things that they say, do, and want. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. So well, I, my, my whole thing is I, I always tell guys, don't be nice, be kind. And yes. There's a difference. Yeah, you've said it before on this. Nice is like, there's a, there's a fakeness to it. It's like yeah. you see those fake smiles and stuff. That's what nice is. I don't think anyone appreciates nice because it's inauthentic. But being kind is when you... You're doing it on your own terms. You're not doing it because you want something from her. You're right. doing it because you actually like being kind to somebody. So my whole thing is I always say is be kind 
in a context of strength. So she needs to know first that you are a strong person. You have strong beliefs. You have boundaries. Uh, you have standards. You have all those things. And once she, once that's been established, then you can be kind. Then you can just play around with her and be self-deprecating once in a while, like George Costanza. <laughs> but I'm I'm just curious why you chose George <laughs> right, over, over Jerry over Seinfeld. Yeah, everyone's yeah. Oh, well, that's no, totally, of course, no. You look like Jerry too. <laughs> I do. Oh, good. You like that episode? What's this the is episode? like her favorite day now. Yes, where he ever. did it's Janine Gra- with a yes, she similar. Yes, yes, you look like her. That's funny. Yeah, and so you look like him. Yeah, they, they <laughs> order cereal. At the diner at yes. one in the morning. Yeah. Uh, believe me, Jerry's my you know. He's, You're gonna walk home on cloud nine. That was I, like your best compliment ever. I know it really is. Um, he, uh, I wouldn't pick Jerry, and just in like using as an example. Basically, I, I was trying to say when I said I would go with a George Costanza over a, like a Brad Pitt was basically I was trying to say like I would rather be with a guy who doesn't have everything going for him that I could have fun with than a guy who has everything going for him and is super handsome but I have nothing in common you with. want a loser I don't want to that's, I would, that's so what, what I you're saying here, yeah. no, I you what I'm saying is I would rather be with someone who is a genuine loser than someone who's a disingenuous winner that's essentially what I'm go. saying. You guys there get you it? So you, you I say, totally you, get it. I'm on board with you. Genuine over yeah. success. Yeah. Heidi's like, yes, yes. I get it. I know yes. what you're talking no about. But of course, if someone put Jerry in front of me, I'd be like, what's up? Let's go out. Let's hang George, out. George, great meeting you. I'll see you later. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. It's over. I'm Jerry sorry is about worth that. $800 million. So. <laughs> Don't ask me. I date Jordan Dealer. So there you go. Really, I like the bad boys. I love that. She's a Kramer over here. I like the bad boy who's kind. Did you marry There you go. But that's interesting. You want the bad boy who's kind. You don't want them to be assholes to you. No, no right. No. There's you a difference what? that men can't really discern. There's a fine line. There is a fine line because what at the, the end of the line? day, a woman wants the reason why we choose husbands and men is because we want protectors, we want providers, we want stability. And the wimps don't appear to have those qualities. Right. And so that is the reason why we go for the guys who who embrace those qualities, who, yeah. who have those qualities. And so if you uh I I don't know that um George would necessarily <laughs> be a protector because he ran oh, when, yeah, the, no, when he they set the protect. room on fire, he would the kitchen throw, on fire. Oh yeah, you throw him in front of the car. <laughs> Every episode he ran. Right. Right. Yeah, it wasn't just that episode. Every episode I, he he's ran. not a provider because he, he doesn't provide. Right. And so, but I, but I think that's essentially what a woman wants at the end of the day. They want yeah. someone to protect them, to provide for them, and and to stabilize their lives. So, and why is the bad boy appealing then? Like, what are the characteristics that women are like? Okay, that guy's got it. I think the bad boy is appealing because we also search for that um, fantasy. It's that fantasy thing. And like, we're both nodding. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It, it's it's the fantasy portion of the relationship that we think he's going to grab us and snatch us in his arms and then give us that mad, passionate kiss that the dude that works at Merrill Lynch is simply not going to do. Right. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. But they, they're even like what you were saying before with the bad boy, like. If if we think that they have the ability to do those things, they could also provide, and they could all th- they could other- do that to the world. Yeah, exactly. At the same time, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, next question. So this uh, one had a subject line that said Christian freaking rocks. Why does nobody give me freaking any attention? Because I tell them on air if you guys write like a subject line. Well, about I'm me, depressed we'll now your too. Okay, so make <laughs> do nice lines Marnie? about me. Every yeah. everyone's like, oh, Kristen's so awesome. I'm like. Do you know that I'm receiving these and crying when I read them? You horrible people. Okay. Uh, So she said, I know, that's the thing. I'm married and I'm a mother now. So I need it even more so. Somebody told me, what's the best way to avoid being raped? Uh, Being married. Yeah. Well, becoming a mother or turning 30. 
Yeah. That's what they said. Oh, oh yeah. 2030? Yeah. Oh, has it gotten lower? The age? It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It is not that old. Good God. Yeah. I'm like, it's true. Oh, my God. So my, can I say something? So my au pair today, she's like, she's like, that's a nanny for oh, everyone sorry. who lives in a, in the real world. But she's a better one because she's like from Ecuador. She's fantastic. She's Carla's, she's going to be on the show too and, and talk to her about like uh, being Ecuadorian and dating and single in LA. But she was saying, she's like, I've noticed a lot of guys when I cross the street make those kissy sounds. I said that the other day on Love. Line. I know you did, but I haven't heard any kissy sounds uh, for a very long time. I was like, the no, they don't. <laughs> like, like, hey, sweetie. And I was like, wait. She, I'm like, when do they do this? And she's like, all the time. You're not. I was like, tra- what? You need to get to some trashy areas. You'll hear it. I will walk. I walked everywhere this morning. It's <laughs> bad on you, sorry. Like but I did not. Town waiting for I someone. know. I was like, Jesus, what's going on? I'll but drive I have been getting picked it. up with my stroller a lot lately. Like, I was like, nice. I know. It's, I'm like, really? You want moms? That's a weird fetish. Okay. Does flattering Kristen in the subject line still get your attention? Absolutely. It does, Melanie. Um, long time listener here. I first discovered your podcast on one of my road trips across Canada. Woohoo. I think I listened to 30 hours straight of your podcast. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I tried to listen to five minutes i was like oh, <laughs> you recently <laughs> talked on one of your podcasts about dating someone with depression first of all kudos for bringing it up it's an important topic and as i am dating someone with depression it's comforting to hear of others going through the same thing also thank you christian for ta- uh, for talking with such ease about your own experiences it's very refreshing and you are very brave whether you want to believe <laughs> it or all. not okay i left all this stuff in because i feel you. like you needed to hear it Anyways, in that same podcast, you mentioned that some of Dr. Drew's podcasts have dealt with similar issues, and I was wondering if you could tell me specifically which ones. I subscribe to Love Bo- Loveline, but there's about 500 episodes. Also, any other resources that you may know of relating to supporting a significant other through their depression would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Melanie. Mm. Oh, God. I wish I had like prepared for this. because I'm oh, sorry. I should have sent you this before. I don't know any actual... The thing is, I... I've gone through a lot of depression, but my boyfriend was the one dealing, like looking at websites and things. I don't know what he was yeah. looking at specifically, but um, he did actually get on message boards and chat boards, and or whatever they're called, and talk to other people with uh, spouses others. or significant others with depression. So I know that those are available. Um, also, I think um, having them be able to maybe talk to someone on their own is a smart. So maybe if Melanie wanted to talk to someone. Uh, as a therapist to help deal with it because basically I was putting all this weight on his shoulders like those were my bags so I was just like carry these and they were just full of um, <laughs> yeah, like, just like throwing them just like three or my three-year-old memory like my memories as a three-year-old or like an eight-year-old yeah. so um I think if he talked to somebody and didn't hold it all in I think that's a really um smart thing to do because I know that he started to resent me for giving him problems mm. right so I think those are two things that you can are you do. all still together yes oh we hate each other. You ease up on him a little bit? Or? No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on antidepressants and stuff, oh. which has uh, changed like my life for the better. So he's for the past. Now, do you understand the George about- Sanza thing? <laughs> <laughs> totally. yeah. So for about the past like year and a half, um, I've been on them and it's made a huge difference. So he and you can see that within our relationship. Yeah. What about you guys? Have you ever? Been I have somebody? a co-host on my radio show here in Los Angeles, and he suffers from major depression, and he he takes medication as well. And I can clearly tell the difference when right. he's on oh, his really? medication and when he's not. Right. Um. So sometimes I do, you know, have to wake up at night and answer his text messages and stuff because we're kind of like a married on-air kind of oh, couple, yeah, yeah. and so we deal with each other every single day. So, um, it's something that he talks about. 
because, you know, I think that helps him as For well sure. when yeah. he talks about it. Yeah. So. Does he have a significant other in his life at all? No, I think his depression got worse when he broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Probably. it became, but he also uh, sees a therapist every week faithfully right like almost like going to church right like, right, right, <laughs> like right faithfully and right. that helps him a lot too that would mean well, where one, i come from no he doesn't ever go yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's the same over here <laughs> but I, I would say that the one thing that dr drew has said on the show and i've said this on the show before is that the first thing you have to acknowledge is that when you get into a relationship with somebody who who does suffer from depression or suffers from an addiction that you're getting into a relationship with two people with two other people them mm. and their sickness them and their illness uh and then it's not on your shoulders you're not the one who's making them sad you're not the one who's making them smoke crack you're not the like you have to understand that so i think what you were talking about with going to support groups is fantastic or seeing your own therapist while while still dating that person to give you tools so that you can um handle the relationship not with ease because it's still really challenging and difficult when you're in the moment but at least have tools so that you don't let it beat you down right i think and what i would say to melanie is never try to solve it either right because it's something that as much as like I'm close with my boyfriend, it's something that he doesn't understand. He right. doesn't get. He'll never be inside my head. He'll never go through what I've gone through. And when he would lay out like, oh, let's, you know, you just do this and just do that and you'll be better. It would infuriate you. I, yeah. It, it's like you minimize what I'm, what you're going, what the person's going through. Mm-hmm. So, of course, try to help them solve it by like, you know, saying, you know, I heard of this great psychiatrist or I, you know, whatever, things like that. But don't say like, just, you know, get a job and spend more time uh, outside and you'll be fine. Because it's interesting. You, you show you don't understand. Everything's sort of tied because it, it still goes back to what you said, Tammy. It's about embrace it or leave it. Right. Like, it's like, okay, you have to embrace that this is them and this is what's going on. And for even if you're dating a woman, forget about one with depression or an addiction, it's you embrace the baggage. You embrace, right. embrace the craziness or you leave it. If you can't handle it, it's not for you. You got to walk away from it. That's the way either to get them to turn around or to at least see the error of their ways or for your own, you know, salvation. Like, you can walk away saying, this was not a situation for me and now I'm happier possibly with somebody else or on my own. And even what you were, it's all full circle. It's fantastic. And, and and if she's looking for specific like Dr. Drew episodes, I believe on Corolla, uh, Corolla.com or whatever the Adam Corolla's website is, I think they have write-ups on each episode okay. in the archives. So she can go through and rather than, you know, playing Check every episode. Out episode 327. Yeah, on the Corolla show. But I think <laughs> I Drew's, know, no. I think 19 Drew's minutes, stuff. 29 seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Changed my life. No yeah. freaking clue. But that, that is That's true. They do on. have write-ups. <laughs> Yeah. Or at least at the title. Yeah, they do. Or Google so, Depression, Doctor. Dr. Yeah, Dr. see Dr. what he has to say. Adam Carolla, yeah. yeah. Amazing advice. Uh, or just do drugs. Or just do drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you can't beat him, join him. Um, all right, that was a freaking long one. I will condense it and we will use it next week. Okay, hey ladies, I would like to know how to get a wing gal. I don't go to bars, clubs, or parties all that much. Are there any specific ways to find a wing girl if there are no subtle candidates in your immediate circle? What are the do's and don'ts? And most importantly, how do I initiate this discussion of being my wing girl? Cheers, Ron. You should take that. She's, um, She's an official wing girl. wing girl. I am the official wing girl, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. Because I, th- I would, I would think uh, that you have been wing girls at some point. Either you know it or you haven't known it. But what would be a way for a guy to ask you to be his wing girl, to help him pick up women? You can just ask me. I'm down. I'm right. so ride or die. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't 
think it has to be phrased any certain way. It's like you don't. No, just hey. I no, think it's exciting to say, "Do you want to be my wing girl?" Like is that's this, this fun. This a guy or is this yeah. a girl who it's has a guy? It. Oh, I will be your Robin. I will be the Robin to your Batman. I will be the Robin to your Howard Stern. I right. will be your Robin. I love it. I but love what it. are what are rules to give to these wing girls? Because like for me, as as a wing girl, I actually mm-hmm. you know I inter- I've introduced people. Mm-hmm. I've broken the ice, but mainly I coach men on how to do it themselves. Right. Let alone. Well, I've I've never. In my experience, it's really easy, like she said, to get a girl to want to help you out. Like every girl, just by making, by asking her, you're making her feel important. And she's yeah. like, fuck yeah, I'll take care of Absolutely. you. Like, I'll get, watch this. I'll get you late in 10 minutes. Watch this. And, exactly. And she's all over the place. I can even remember a time when I was in college and I did this with one of my friends, Morgan. I was like, last and, week. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Got to get back to class in 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Yeah. But she, we were at a bar and I literally, like, I was like, that girl over there, can you, like, get her over? And she's like, watch this. 10 minutes later, the girl's over. She's like, I've heard so much about you. And I'm just looking at Morgan like, holy shit. Like, I'm how much do I owe you right now? Yeah. Exactly. Just wanted you said that because you said you chose the drug dealer route, but you also sounds like you chose the pimp route also. <laughs> Getting her boys late. Yes, the yeah. There you go. Like, I do both. I would yeah. say for the guy though looking for a wing girl, don't pick a girl that will make you look bad or look like a a weirdo or something you know pick a girl that's like sem- semi-likable find, find an attractive find, yeah because then it makes you yeah. have value you and know don't pick you a girl you- that wants you Right. Oh, actually, you pick a girl that wants that's you. That's, I would say that's Well, then, but then she'll, <laughs> yeah. she'll, she'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to her. And then she comes back. She's like, she wasn't feeling it. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> but let, let's go. Up. Let's just get out of here. This place sucks. Exactly. My place, yeah. But you can actually use that. Like, I, I think that's a really fun challenge to do. If there is a girl and you're just like, okay, let's play a game. Well, well that's what I would you do. You pick up people for me. Uh, especially, don't make it someone you just met at the bar because then she's going to take it as, like, invalidation. Like, right. she's not up to your level. Yeah, so bad gonna, idea. Yeah, but make it a girl you know. And the best thing you do if you really want to, like, light the fire is be like, I was here last week with another girl and she was amazing. She got me three phone numbers. I'm just curious to see what you're going to do tonight. You know, and then you kind of challenge her up. I'm and ready then, to And then she's challenged. like, fuck this, watch me. And she's really? Like, <laughs> Even with the bracelets, you wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> well, you did take the scarf off, which I'm very um, happy about. I like the about. scarf. Clothing See? comes off slowly. Exactly. Every he knows how to do it. Maybe it's just me then. I, it's my thing. I All think right. I am my co-host's wing girl. I'm sure I'm you looking are. looking him up all the time. I'm yeah. sure you are. I'm sure you're an awesome wing girl. That's awesome. And if you Sorry, I hate to interrupt you guys, but uh, you're you're out. What is it? Al Al fruit? What kind of fruit was it? Uh, low pear. Al pear. That's what it oh. was. Al pear. <laughs> she just came in and uh, thinks that, that the baby is starving because it's screaming. He's not starving. I just fed him an hour ago. Do not leave this part in. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, we will wrap it up then very shortly. Okay. All right. Well, Ron, I hope that answers your question, and I think we are done with overanalyze this because because we are because I choose that we are done with overanalyze. Let's this analyze right now. the fact exactly. That we are now Let's talk about that, people. <laughs> All right. But thank you so much to our amazing guest, Jason Capital, who was freaking late, but it was my fault. Apparently, I gave him the wrong address, and I'm taking full ownership of that. It's my responsibility. Yes. That's taking responsibility. Okay. But Jason Capital, you can find out more I would have about him. Purposely given you the wrong address. <laughs> Just like, do not. <laughs> winggirlmethod.com slash Jason C and you will find out more information about him and how to be a stud with ladies Ooh, uh, and Tammy Mack why, why, why don't you talk a little bit about like where to find you because you have a lot of things you have a radio show you have a one woman show yes. where should they find you um, you can find me well first of all you can follow me on Twitter at Ms. Tammy Mack so that's M-S-T-A-M-M-I M-A-C Ms. Tammy Mack and my website is TammyMack.com T-A-M-M-I-M-A-C dot com and right now subscribe to my YouTube channel Tammy Mac TV because that's where you'll find the episodes of Bag Lady. The first episode is called Viagra and uh, the second episode is called Duct Tape. It's really interesting. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sounds like, like the best uh, rape murder of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll love it. The, the guys will really love the episode. So subscribe to Tammy Mac TV. 
I love that. On YouTube. All right. And if anybody wants to write in questions to overanalyze this, then write to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ask. Women podcast and uh, follow me on Twitter at Kristen Carney. Yes, and follow me on Twitter too yeah. at Wing Girl Method. Do a lot of things, but yes, mainly, homework. mainly, I want you to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't have to download it every single week. It will just poof appear in your uh, funnel. I don't even know what it's called, but whatever. Funnel. I don't even know. <laughs> you are a where, mom. Where, where, I seriously, where, where is it going to appear? <laughs> whatever. You'll have it automatically. I don't even know what it's called. Where it will appear, but it you'll be able to listen you. to it. It will find you. <laughs> but we will see you, you guys next week. Oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> This is why mothers are not attractive. Thank you you. so much. You were wonderful. I would love to come back. Of course. Well, we'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to get. (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you guys next week.